Like what work can you do up front or during the process to figure out if this is somewhere you do want to be? How do you identify that before you start working there? The sports industry is small and it's pretty gossipy. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Quick thank you to Nicole Kraft and her class at Ohio State. Thank you for having me in your classroom last week. It was great meeting you all. I love doing these sessions, and Ohio State's a pretty cool school to be in there talking to. You've got a great program there. Arizona State coming up this week, too. I am on tour. So if you're a professor or you're a student who'd like to have me come speak in your class, feel free to reach out. You know, I like doing these sessions. I like being able to help and advise. So know that that's available. We're bringing something back today on this show. Over the last few months, I stopped highlighting a couple of key new jobs, you know, every week on the podcast. I used to always do this. I'd highlight three cool new jobs on the site, explain a little bit about them, what they mean, what that could mean for your career. And I kind of stopped doing it. Turns out a lot of you missed it. Karen in Missouri. Hey, Brian, why aren't you highlighting cool jobs anymore? John in the East Bay, California. I missed the part where you highlight cool jobs. Bring it back, please. Brandon in Mississippi. Dude. My favorite part of the show was when you explain jobs. Without that, I have no reason to listen. A little harsh, Brandon, but uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm nonetheless. So I am bringing it back. You're all in luck. Got three cool jobs that I'm going to tell you about that are on our job board, active right now, and are worthy of you checking out. Number one, signing day sports. Now, I really like in this process to highlight companies you may never have heard of. Signing Day Sports is really cool, but it's just an example of the multitude of jobs that exist in the sports industry outside the four major sports. Working in sports does not mean it's like the Dallas Cowboys and all the teams you know and love. There's a lot of opportunities out there. So who is Signing Day Sports? Signing Day Sports, forward-thinking college recruitment platform featuring world-class technology trusted by coaches and recruiters to take the guesswork out of recruiting and allow coaches to dial into the specific needs of their unique program. Now, I'm reading that off of their kind of about us. But the idea here is that if you're into college sports and you're into recruiting and you're into high school sports too, or if you're into that process of sports tech, this is an interesting company for you. They're doing really interesting things and they actually have a bevy of jobs open right now. I'm going to highlight two, two cool gigs. They have a director of business development open, and they have a director of customer experience open. Now, these are director-level jobs, so many of you listening may not be ready for that. Many of you that are in college may not be ready for that, but you have to know what's ahead for you, too. And you have to know what those things are that they're looking for. I'm sure there are a lot of you in, your, in our audience that this might be a perfect fit for. So wherever you are, these things make sense to learn about. So a little bit on that, director of business development. They're a key part of Sunny Days Sports growth across high school, collegiate, and professional sports. Skills that they're talking about, sales, customer engagement, organizational skills to lead their business development functions, which include outbound communication, lead generation, pipeline management, opportunity development, and proposal processes. So think about this. This is a revenue-generating role, business development. You're looking for new partners, new opportunities, new ways to grow the business. And you do that through prospecting and working people through a pipeline and developing relationships and looking for where those opportunities are. So if you're that kind of creative thinker that can combine revenue with partnerships, this could be something you want to grow towards or it could be your perfect match right now. Then you look at the customer experience side. So again, jobs and sports aren't just scouts and coaches. It's a lot of different types of opportunities there. They're looking for somebody that can create a strategy and roadmap and prioritization framework for value-added customer experiences. So 
their communication, their ability to be seen in the marketplace, their ability to interact with those who are using their program. And they are looking for people who have skills in Salesforce and e-commerce and analytics and relationships across college athletics. So again, when you start to think about how you fit in the industry, you can start to pull out these skills and say, oh, I don't know Salesforce. That might be something important for me to learn. So signing day sports, keep an eye on them. That's some pretty cool stuff. Now, many of you probably have heard of Good Karma Brands. That's our job number three today. If you haven't, Good Karma Brands, media and marketing company with expertise in leveraging the power of sports and local news. Basically, they own radio stations, digital media, events, and TV assets. So they're well known for owning a bunch of ESPN radio stations throughout the country. West Palm Beach, Madison, Wisconsin, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Chicago. Okay, so this one, they're looking for a programmatic manager. Programmatic manager. Sounds interesting, right? You might be thinking to yourself, what the heck is that? But you need to be able to identify new opportunities or potential weaknesses, limitations of the strategies for Good Karma brand, that station that they're talking about. It is a remote job, right? So that's cool. And you have to be able to communicate that effectively. So the ideal candidate will have prior hands-on experience with major demand-side platforms, strong analytical writing and comprehension skills, and preferably online trafficking experience, okay? So this is a campaign job. You're working with partner campaigns, campaign setup, and performing daily optimizations to maximize profit and hit partner key performance indicators. Now, a couple of things they list in there, and these are not skills that I'm personally familiar with, but you should be if this sounds interesting to you. If you want to work in the sports radio world, but maybe not on camera, maybe not behind the mic, you want to work in that environment, though, this could be the type of opportunity you're looking for. They talk about things like double-click DCM, TTD, or Madhive. Now, I don't personally know what those are. I've never used those. But if this is somewhere you want to go, that's the sort of stuff you need to know. So it's on you now to take that further. Okay, that'll wrap up our three cool jobs for this week. We'll do this every week. The topic for today is one I'm really excited about. Got to say, I got this question earlier today and I rewrote all of my plans because I'm like, I really like this question. So it comes from somebody who recorded and sent us in their question a couple of weeks ago, Mendy Levitan, who, I mean, I, we featured him on a show a couple of weeks ago, but if you ask good questions, I'll bring it back. If he keeps this up, he's going to be a co-host soon. But here's his question. Hey, Brian, I'm not sure if you saw or read the recent article about the Suns owner, Robert Sarver, talking about the toxic workplace he created and oversees. Yes, I did. There's no way you could miss it. But anyway. The article ends with quotes about current employees discouraging people from applying to the team. I wanted to ask you, as a job seeker, what measurements can I take to make sure I'm going into an organization with a good culture? Wow. 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 What a good question. Like, seriously, this is a really good question. Okay. I've talked about the importance of culture. I've talked about the ongoing workers' revolt against shitty bosses, right? Some are calling it the great resignation. I don't know. Maybe I'm not that good at branding, but I think that's what it is. But I haven't talked about how you proactively discover if a place is worth working. Like, what work can you do up front or during the process to figure out if this is somewhere you do want to be? How do you identify that before you start working there? Like we talk about it from the, from the perspective of you're in there. Is this the right fit for you? What decisions do you want to make? Blah, blah, blah. Well, how do you identify that beforehand? How do you get a little bit more proactive? Such a smart question. Let's break this down into pre-work and then during work. Again, not great at the branding, but I got to work on that. So what I mean by that is pre-work is the research you can do beforehand, before you maybe start an interview process, before you start an application process. And during work, 
is what you can do during the actual interview process. Not a good name. I got to come up with better branding. Okay, pre-work. Anyway, let's get into it. Start with your network. The sports industry is small and it's pretty gossipy. And I'm not kidding. Uh, We're a bunch of talkers. I had a boss once who was a complete nightmare. And if anybody ever asked me what it was like to work for him, I was going to tell the truth. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) I was not holding back at all. That's how everybody is. You will share the people that you work with and the people that you've experienced and people you've come across. The work, the sports industry is actually pretty small and there's a lot of people that share information. So your network has a lot of power here. I also applied for a job once and was in the interview cycle and I I knew the person I'd be reporting to had worked with some other people I knew in the industry. And I reached out to them and I said, all right, give it to me straight. What's this dude like? And they were like, run away, run away. (laughs) Run away, run away. Don't take this job. So I could find out from my network what that culture was like. That took some pre-work on my part. Now, if you're hearing right now and you're like, I don't have any network, how am I going to figure this out? That's okay. It does stress the importance of getting a network. But if you're still in school, leverage your alumni base. And what I mean by that is look to see people that have graduated from your program over the last 10 or 15 years and where they've gone in the industry and see if there's any connective tissue between those people who are representing jobs you may be interested in. So they might be a hiring manager, a job, or might be who you're reporting to. And there's something or connection to somebody within your alumni program. Like I'm saying, like, if you're applying for a job and they, you, this person that you would be reporting to used to work at ESPN. Oh, somebody in my alumni used to work at ESPN. Let me see if they know this person. That's just one example of how this could work, but leverage that alumni base. You might be able to reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a student at our alumni, this shared place that we have experience. I'm applying for a job at this organization. Just wanted to understand a little bit more about the culture. I know that you may know some people there. It's a great way to figure out a little bit more about the culture for an organization or about a specific person. Now I fully understand that culture goes deeper than one person, but if your boss is crappy then your day-to-day will not be good. And if your day-to-day isn't good, it kind of doesn't matter what the rest of the culture is. So start with that singular person who you may be reporting to and figure out what they're like, because that is going to matter in your day-to-day existence. Then start to look into the broader company and what you can find out about them. So again, if overarching culture is bad, yeah, that can be terrible. That is awful. And if you read the story on the Phoenix Suns in that environment, it sounds pretty terrible in the, the culture that was established by Robert Sarver. But if your direct boss is awesome, you can get past some of that. If your direct boss is a nightmare, you can't. So do that research into figuring out a little bit more about who you will report to and the structure of the company to really figure out if this is someplace you want to invest your time. So anyway, how do you want to invest the broader workplace? Well, you have to search the web, like scour the web for information. Pay attention to how companies describe themselves. The words they choose have a lot of meaning, especially in their job descriptions. If they talk about the grind, the hustle, the deadlines, the fast paced, this could tell you that they don't really value work-life balance. Maybe that's not their thing, that they're talking about the hustle, the grind, and that they're setting your expectations for this. They're telling you like, hey, we told you this is going to be a hustle. This is going to be a grind. I'm not saying there's anything against that, but you have to evaluate yourself and understand if it's a work environment you want. If a place keeps saying in their terminology about themselves or in their job descriptions, we need inventive, versatile people that could very well be code for, 
we don't have many resources and we're going to rely on you to overcome the lack of tools and people. That sounds stressful. So look into these words and see how they describe themselves and see if that's something that feels like a fit for you. You have to take an active role in this. See where they are in the news. Check out their tone on social media. Read press releases. Are they positive and growth-oriented? Have they won any workplace awards? Like, look into the details of these organizations. Study and do some research. Okay. Even after you do all that, you still have work to do. So let's say now you've done all this work. You feel pretty good about the opportunity. And you're going to follow through on uh, applying for the job and you get the interview. During the interview, you need to be evaluating them just as much as they are evaluating you. You have to look at it that way. You can evaluate actually the interviewing process. That's step one of understanding how workplace culture could be. Trust me, the way an organization interviews is the way they value their employees. A good interview process should be communicative, transparent, professional, That's a pretty good indication of a well-structured organization. If they're telling you what comes next, what to expect, they're talking about salary expectations, they're talking about benefits, that's a good sign. If they are hiding some of that stuff, if they're not too clear in what's coming next, if some of their questions are a little bit dicey, that has to be a red flag to you. Number two, ask questions. Ask questions. How do they invest in employee development? If they don't have training programs, if they don't teach you the tools, if they don't set you up for success or CPR workshops or continuing education allowances or fitness benefits, question how much they care about their staff. So ask them when you have time to ask questions, how do you invest in employee development? If you don't ask that question, you will never get to the bottom of how they treat their employees. That goes directly to culture. Ask about how they invest in people's productivity. Do they invest in tools and technology? Like if you're working on old, outdated equipment or nothing and you're scrambling all the time, is that going to be a good work environment? Is that going to set you up for success and growth? Probably not. Have they invested in the work space? Is it somewhere people would want to come and feel alive and vibrant? Or is it somewhere that feels like a warehouse that hasn't been updated since 1992 and smells like rat piss? Gross, I'll be first. Gross. Like I'm serious. Ask yourselves these questions. Number five, how do they recognize their employees for job well done, okay? I know at our organization, we have social recognition tools where you can essentially validate somebody else's hard work. If you want to give somebody else a shout out in the company, it goes out to the entire organization to say, hey, I just wanted to really commend this person that I work with for their extra work doing this thing. That's cool. That's social recognition. So asking during the process, well, how do you recognize employees for job well done? This gets to their culture. It is on you to be proactive in these questions. It is on you to push this conversation. It is on you to do this research. And then to pay attention to the red flags and decide if this is somewhere you want to be and you can see yourself being. If you're questioning it, chances are you should trust those instincts. Chances are you should take a step back and say, do I really need this opportunity? Is this the right move? Or am I doing it for some other reason? some other feeling, some other emotion. Like I'm a really big fan of this team or this league or this organization or this region. It's where I want to be. Don't let those things blind you to a culture that you're not going to be happy with. And I can tell you firsthand that I ended up turning down a job that was in my hometown area at a TV station that I had grown up watching for life that covered my teams and felt like it was a dream job. I turned it down because the culture didn't feel right to me. And it was the smartest decision I ever made. 
So the more proactive you are, the more you are in control of your future. Take that seriously. All right, everybody, tune in on Wednesday. Jasmine McGee, Senior Director of Marketing Partnerships for Fan Controlled Football. I'm telling you, I was very cynical about this fan controlled football idea. I was intrigued by Marshawn Lynch. Throw me any Marshawn Lynch bone and I'm interested. I'm here so I won't get fined. But I'm telling you, after talking to Jasmine, learning about their first year, the successes, the modern approach to football, choosing your own plays, being able to live stream on Twitch, 7v7, one-hour games, 50-yard field, fast-paced, high-action, part ownerships and teams, NFTs. They're taking every cutting-edge piece and technology and saying, bring it, let's do it. I'm a believer. Tune in on Wednesday for that episode with Jasmine McGee. It's super, super cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We want to continue to grow and build our audience and connectivity. Thank you for being here. I appreciate every one of you. 